Hey, everybody. Wonderful episode of the morning show today. We talk about the pump that's happening in the NFT market. We talk about where the blur airdrop is at and all of the tokens like Bitcoin and Ethereum pumping here. It's pump central for the first time in a couple of years, it seems at this point. Uh, So there's a lot of juicy conversation. Easy tells us whether he's buying, selling or sending it to zero with several popular projects like Doodles Duplicator, uh, Captains by Memeland, Genuine Undead and others. It was a a great show. Cool Cats in there too. Uh, The show is sponsored by Cyber Stadium, which is Kix's gaming venture that Crypto Raiders is releasing. So it's great to hear about that. Overall, it's a phenomenal show. Hope you enjoy it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Morning Show. We run the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every day. Today is Thursday, February 16th. Very special episode today because one of the hosts of the show, King Kicks, is actually sponsoring it. Cyber Stadium is today's sponsor. Uh, So we'll get into the weeds with that. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about it. But if you haven't listened to this show before, like I said, five days a week, we talk all things NFTs, crypto, technology, finance, gaming, entertainment, and everything in between. I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, the funniest man in the business. King Kicks, I just mentioned him. He's the CEO of Crypto Raiders and the co-founder of the Nifty Portal. Crypto Raiders is rolling out Cyber Stadium, so can't wait to hear all about what they have in store for us. Of course, Signal, the host of Artist Spotlight, she's kicking ass with that show. People are really enjoying it. It's awesome to see, uh, you know, artists from a different angle than just their artwork and hear a little bit about the stories behind the work. Easy Eats Bodega, the host of GMGM Market Talk, the host of Web3 Made Easy, the founder of Bodagos, soon to be the number one NFT collection on the Solana blockchain. Love having Easy Rock with us every day. We got Clemente, the newest hire to the Nifty, the head of growth. Content is king. You could say that again. Couldn't be more thrilled to have Clemente on the squad. And last but not least, we have Bunny. Bunny, it says to just email you business stuff at bunny at the nifty.com. Yeah, Nick reached out to me late last night, said he loved my work, uh, gave me an email address. Well, first of all, I gave you the email address. Second of all, are you just flexing that you have an at the nifty.com email address? That was, that was mainly it. <laughs> Nick, did you really reach out to Buddy? Hold on, real quick. I'm deleting that account. Um, <laughs> let me take care of that. No, Nick, won't, Nick, Nick never reaches out to me. <laughs> P, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, let's see here. Does he really have an account here? Uh, he does. I got him a Slack too. So I'm Yeah, it's there. It is. Uh, I see it and deleted. <laughs> you want me to email you, Nick? Well, you can now send it from your personal email because that one no longer works. But, uh, <laughs> you know, well, welcome back to the show, I guess. <laughs> well, between the Slack and the Gmail, I think that's probably like 25 bucks a month that we're paying for this guy, Nick. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that you're reaching out to him or something, giving him a reason to have that email. Clearly, he's advertising it in his bio. He's the host of the show. Uh, what's it called again, buddy? I keep forgetting what it's called. What's cooking with what's cooking with Timos and Bunny? I thought we weren't allowed to shill it. Nick got mad yesterday. No, I mean we can mention the show. 
can mention it. What's cooking with Team Ass Bunny and Witters, right? You can't forget about Witters. And Witters, yeah, and Witters. Yeah, that, that's the show. Anyway. 7.30 p.m. Eastern every day, rest of our lives. <laughs> You're going to do it every day for the rest of your lives? Yeah, no days off in Web3, man. <laughs> that's a big commitment, man. That's a big commitment. Nick, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing pretty well uh, this morning. I stayed up working way too late last night. I noticed you haven't been responding to any of my text messages. The phone isn't charged, and I'm just wondering, how much did you drink last night, Pia? <laughs> so, Maybe you could tell the audience. How, so, many, how many was it? How many drinks? What are you talking about? It had to be greater than zero, so I already know that we're <laughs> starting there. So it, was, it, was it more than two? Was it more than three? So the problem is that in New York, you go and you order a glass of wine, and the thing's like a cauldron. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> It, it's not, it's not like, I've so I never run into that situation. I'm going to be honest. I feel like if you order a drink in New York, they're like, here's, here's a sip. That's $80. Well, it was four drinks total for 80 bucks. So you were right about that. Not, not, not all for me. I didn't drink four drinks. You know two, what two I mean? Split. It's a two, two, split. two, two split and two glasses of wine in New York is eight glasses of wine in the South of France. Uh, for sure. And, uh, and yeah, just wrecks your sleep, you know, the whole thing, you know, I had an old fashioned last night. Last night was my Valentine's day date. I'm a beer guy. So I, I ordered the old fashioned. I almost accidentally ordered a Manhattan and my wife's like, I think he wants an old fashioned. Like, yeah, that one. That sounds great. And I take the first sip of it and my face is like this. And she's like, you hate it, don't you? I'm like, no, I'm just really absorbing the, you know, <laughs> melody of flavors in here. So I had one and switched the smoky to Smoky flavor is delightful. Nothing yeah, like exactly. nice oak. The, the rich the, mahogany. Uh, I, I don't, uh, I prefer if I'm going to have it straight bourbon, but uh, I, I haven't been drinking. Uh, For years. I, yeah, but I did have a glass of wine the other weekend, so whatever. But, oh my goodness. Uh, but I have, uh, I always have, I have this non-alcoholic beer that I'm subscribed to, which is the Athletic Brewing. And they Great keep beer. they keep giving me new beers. And the, the dark beer I had last night tastes like Guinness. And it's like, Frankly, insane. Like it's one of the best things ever. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not hungover. I don't feel bad from this. It's not a ton of calories from consuming it. And it's just incredibly tasty. The dark beer was just like phenomenal. I kind of want to have one right now, you know, like <laughs> have, <laughs> have a non-alcoholic beer for breakfast is the, uh, is, is, is the current vibe. I mean, I must say, Nick, you really are consumer extraordinary. You got a subscription to Spindrift, a subscription to non-alcoholic beer. You're just, you're, you're a maverick to people that are selling products. I, I don't have a subscription to Spindrift. I just buy them in bulk. So that's the current situation that I'm uh, dealing with at the moment. Got it. Well, like you, uh, when I got home last night, it was like, I don't know, 11, 11.30. And I just opened up my laptop and started like putting in notes in the doc that we have for the the profile picture collection that we're working on. And it was like 11.45. And I just like had to stop myself and be like, you're working too much. But yesterday was a big day. So I was happy to, uh, to you know, put in a little extra work. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've got our daily question today. Clemente, what's the daily question, amigo? Who or what onboarded you into NFTs and its bonus points if you tag? Bonus points. Wow. Okay. Well, Nick, who onboarded you in NFTs? Uh, okay. The uh, I don't know his Twitter account, but my third guest, uh, Mo Nakvi, on my uh, podcast, no one in this space is familiar with this gentleman, uh, but he... Uh, he he's into like bond trading. This guy is just like way too smart for me. 
if you're making money bond trading, like you're, you're, you have to be a genius. Like I just don't know anyone else or just like a complete wild, like blind degenerate. Like I, I just don't understand. There's uh, no in between. There's like, zero in between. <laughs> it's either big brain math or just like, dude, watch this shotgun approach. I'm buying 75 year bonds. It's going to pay off. Just Yo. talk to you in bips. Yeah. I was going to say 75 bips. So, uh, in terms of, um, basically, uh, he was talking about it. And then the next day I saw the news article about Beeple's $69 million, uh, drop. After that, I would say, uh, Justin Aversano and Claire Silver were the two main people that kind of really gave me information on it. And all of that's recorded on my uh, previous podcast, the Nifty Nick show. So, uh, those episodes were the source of all of my insight and, uh, uh, Pretty much all those guests ended up uh, educating me before I bought my first purchase. I probably had multiple people, including G Money, uh, who had, uh, you know, he's been t giving the same spiel ever since uh, day one, and it was quite <laughs> compelling one, frankly. Um, so that that's uh, those are who onboarded me. Signal, who onboarded you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> My actually is it my old professor. Like I, I, I got into NFTs because I was took a course years ago to become a Solidity developer, and we went from the beginning right to the back. And then we, when we got to Solidity, everyone was like, "Yeah, but what can you do with these contracts?" And then he showed us the front end, and then you can make money. And then phew, that was it. I, I, I was off to the races. So my old professor, your old professor. Well, that's a cool one. Mine was uh, I heard the Cock Foster twins, the founders of Nifty Gateway on Pomp's podcast in late 2020 that introduced me to the idea, but I didn't take the plunge and buy any. Then I shared that information with, with one of my IRL friends and he started buying NFTs on Nifty Gateway. And I was like, well, if he's buying them, I'm buying them. And it was history ever since then. We got some audience responses here. We got D33 or Deep Learning. Deep Dottie. learning. Deep Learning, he said, uh, Reddit NFTs profited 10 ETH and reinvested. So it sounds like he's a new participant, but he play or newish participant, but he plays into what we were talking about, which is the Reddit people getting a bunch of free money. If he made 10 ETH, he made over $10,000. And after that, that'll put the hook in you. You'll have the hook in you from there. Uh, Poseidon.eth said Donald Trump onboarded him in NFTs. These are great responses. We're getting some newish people from the, the key NFT moments of the past few months. So we get two Polygon uh, onboardings. Uh, Pep got onboarded by Logan Paul. Sorry to hear that, Pep. Uh, hope you're okay. And Gem Miner said he was onboarded by the legend DCL Blogger. He's one of the investors of the Nifty via his YouTube channel long ago during the Nifty Gateway bull run. That's uh, more familiar to me than uh, any of the other responses we've heard so far. Pretty good stuff right there. Um, love to hear it. Make sure that you guys respond to that question. We will continue to... Hey, well, we got other people. I know. But that's all. But you can just read all the ones that were mutually texted to us, P.O. That's all good. You can not, not lift a finger and receive the ones that were DM'd to us directly. I'll do the work real quick. mdub.eth uh, said, I onboarded them. And I, you're welcome. Uh, said, but he says, I blame him. So my guess is uh, he may be that early that he's just been losing money. Um, that could be the Definitely situation. Definitely bought deep sea jellies with us back in... Uh December 2021. Yeah. Um, Lurk Loves You says, uh, who is on the uh, artist spotlight with the signal. I, I retweeted that one. Great clip there. 
feels like we're around the same age. My wife mentioned them when she was in, uh, researching investing into crypto. Pop Wonder onboarded me and got me started by sending ETH to my MetaMask. Those were the days people would like send you actual money, uh, like to like get you involved, and uh, which to me was just crazy. I'm like, yo, you that rich? You you're you're that rich? Damn, damn. You know, like that. I don't know. I just think that that's uh, that that's quite a move. I haven't given anybody money uh, to onboard them. I've sent them some uh, portal here or there, but uh, for now, I'm collecting them all for myself. Well, that I mean, that's what we like to hear. We got Grondin.eat saying his 11-year-old son heard about it at school. That's pretty cool to actually hear about it from your your child. Um, that's wild. Well, Nick, any more? Camilla Noguero says, first heard of it on a Tim Ferriss show in 2020, November. But I think I onboarded myself through YouTube is what she said. Okay, well, if you stuck with Tim Ferriss, then you would have, uh, you know, maybe bought Cock Punch NFT, the NFT that he told you uh, he was reserving the right to rug, and uh, then he ran the the revenue through a nonprofit organization, so he didn't have to pay taxes on it. Real quick, before we dive into the next segment, stick around for a bit because we're going. Uh, we'll share details about how you get on that allow list for a uh, Cyber Stadium. So I'm I'm excited to start uh, and and. I, I'm really excited because part of it is with something that we haven't even uh, announced or released yet. And uh, frankly, we're not going to announce that part on the show, uh, but you'll get, you'll get hints of it. So uh, stick around. You'll get hints. And I see it pinned to the top. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is sponsored by cyber stadium. It's a 100% on chain game built by the crypto Raiders team. The CEO of crypto Raiders is of course our very own kicks. It's a one versus one auto battler where players gear up their character in the training grounds before they risk it all in the cyber stadium. Very, very exciting stuff. Can't wait to hear all about cyber stadium and what's coming, uh, you know, there. Uh, but before we go any further, let's dive into this weather report signal. I believe today's your day. Sure is today, guys. Thursday, the 16th of February. I haven't seen uh, the markets this green since uh, probably yeah, maybe like even 2021, just been like green across the board. And we've got good volume coming in. We've had 111 million total market volume. Season two, Blur Catalyst uh, is obviously kicking in there. Uh, plus the airdrop. We've got Blur did 51 million uh, in, in volume there. Outperforming OpenSea, that did 6.5 million. So a Blur running for the crown there. Onto the leaders. Uh, everything is looking distinctly healthy there. You've got Apes up at 76. Punk still nice and stable at 64, whilst uh, Azuki is almost touching 16. Moonbirds uh, at 8.4. Uh, Doodles, Pudgies and Clonex all hovering around the 6 ETH range, so looking good there. Uh, across the market over the past 24 hours, we've seen a nice collection, uh, sorry, a nice boost to collections sort of between 5 and 10%. And this is against crypto going up, ETH touching 1,700. Um, Obviously, we've got more stimulus to come across the market, and we've already seen around 14 projects doing more than 1,000 ETH in volume over the past 24 hours, so the market looking extremely healthy. If we go into the stats about Blur Marketplace, well, the platform bidding pools they tweeted have reached an all-time high of 69 million in total, in, sorry, in TVL. 
since launching four months ago, they said they have about 146,000 users. Might want to just make that number a little bit lower, but still looking nice and healthy. Traded $1.2 billion worth of NFTs, and they have distributed $360 million in Blur to the community with more to come. And they also announced that Zeneca has stepped up to become the director of the Blur Foundation. So open sea look out the crown may be gone onto the low mint side of the market we're still seeing momentum there uh a very good one yesterday it came out was when sandwich uh that minted out at 0.05 you had the island boys there promoting the mint and it ran up a nice little forex up to 0.2 uh and then lastly sappy seals this was easy's call just two days ago when it was at 0.87 this saw a good jump in price after the team announced that there's a gamified mint happening over on bitcoin the community loved it and of prices up to 1.2 look out for this because it's actually open to everyone seals is just have a preferential treatment on that but open to everyone uh over to crypto we got btc uh at 24.6 eth uh at 1685 soul almost touching 24 and blur uh at 1.1 so it's magic it's managed to break that one dollar barrier and holding so all up on crypto there. And so overall, market is looking extremely healthy. Those bid walls are nice and thick across collections. It looks like it's pump season. So it's a good and sunny day across the market. Back to you guys. Absolutely fantastic weather report. As usual, signal some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that you need to subscribe to at the nifty.com. That's T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com. That newsletter goes out every day. NFT Marketplace Blur announced that it would enforce full creator royalties for any collection that blocks trading on OpenSea. Fortnite professional gamer Mongrel has been crowned as the Dookie Dash Gaming Tournament winner. That is fantastic for the space, in my opinion. You got to attract new participants. And if you're going to attract professional gamers, hey, that's a, that's a good angle. Gary Vaynerchuk publicized... VFriends Burn Island, a destination that allows holders to burn NFTs in exchange for other valuable collectibles and physical or virtual rewards. So some news out of Gary V's camp. Uh, and Yuga Lab sewer passes have been updated to display rankings. As a result, lower ranking passes have experienced a very high volume of sales. Other news, Pudgy Penguins has an official partnership with Hologram offering 3D metal Metaverse-ready updates to all Pudgy Penguins holders from VR games to TikTok filters and even Twitch streams. Holders can navigate various platforms cloaked as their Pudgies. So you see more uh, emphasis from the Pudgy Penguins squad on social media content and uh, you know giving holders options to flex their Pudgies on different platforms. Last but not least, Lamborghini dropped digital Lambos with Vivi. Uh, the sun this Sunday, Lamborghini is going to drop a number of digital collectibles on the Vivi platform. Vivi uses Ethereum's Layer Two scaling protocol, Immutable X. I actually didn't know that, but you cannot move your NFTs out of your Vivi wallet as things stand. They just can't figure it out. It's been like three years. They just will not let you take your NFTs off. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. What's so funny? <laughs> they just can't figure it out. You know, it's just a technical impossibility. You know, we've just been struggling to figure out how do we let people take these NFTs off this platform? How do we let them get money outside of the system? When literally, I remember everybody like early on being like, VV is the future. A VV is the best platform ever. 
you're, and I'd be like, well, how am I going to get my money out of there? Well, you're eventually going to be able to do it. The CEO said that you're eventually going to be able to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Three years later, we're here. And where, where's that at? Okay. It's not three. It's like, it's two years, but you know, two, three, it's, it's three. That, it's three. I mean, it's 2023 right now. Like VB's okay. been around since 2020. But 2021 is when like it really was pumping. But yeah, uh, I, I when I got in was when I was thinking about it. I mean, I feel like I've been in NFTs now for basically two years exactly. Um, is when uh, when I what when was the Beeple 69 million? Two years that, ago. That, two years ago, almost to the month. It was in March 2021. Okay, so regardless, it feels like longer than two years. But okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So um, the bottom line is. Uh, you know, VB sucks. And, uh, and I, I spent a thousand dollars on there buying a Mickey mouse hat, uh, because my ex was a fan of Disney. That's just lost money. Uh, so I can just, uh, consider that gone burned. I can't even log in. I tried logging back in and I can't access it anyways, complete other tangent or uh, direction for this. I wanted to mention before we dive into some subjects today, uh, for the allow list for kicks, uh, I asked people to retweet, listen to the show, put a little Gabe Layden just to see what would happen, having a little fun there. And uh, the reality is, and I just want to make sure I didn't misspeak. You said a thousand uh, allow lists, right, kicks? Yes, sir. I want okay. everyone in the nifty portal that wants to play this game to be able to get in and play this game. Well, not so everyone, but a lot of people. <laughs> uh, so here, so here's how it works. Guaranteed Nifty Portal holders get at least 250 of them. I think is the number we arbitrarily made up yesterday. And and uh, the the requirement for the uh, you could also the Nifty Portal holders could also still get more out of the thousand. Um, but the uh, remainder you need to be on the email list. So if you're not signed up at the Nifty.com, t h e n i f t y dot com, you're going to want to sign up there. And the claim for the allow list I think is going to probably be in. Mm, two weeks. Does that sound about right? Maybe right before that. Yeah, yeah, like end of end of the month. Okay, so we're gonna have a URL for you. So stay tuned for that. And uh, if you're on the list, you'll end up seeing that. If you're uh, a portal holder, look, get on the list. Uh, I'm it, like, just figure it out. Get on, on the list. list. Figure like, it out. I've been explaining the the calculus for about sixteen months now, uh, and f finally, finally. It's going to materialize here. So anyways, uh, let's dive into uh, the subjects today or the key subjects that we have, the biggest of which, Dookie Dash. I, I won the whole thing. Uh, pretty excited about that. Got first place as a champion gamer. Uh, currently listed the, uh, in all seriousness, it was Mongrel, uh, ended up winning. And he uh, listed the NFT for... Like three point three million dollars. Two point thirty three million. Am I am I wrong about 2, that? Two thousand two hundred twenty two ETH. About three point five mil. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't have the link for it in this uh, doc. Maybe um, uh, you can grab it, Clemente. I want to check out to see if he's lowered the price at all. Um, he just came out with an arbitrarily and high he'll, price. He'll probably get an offer and accept it. Yeah. I mean, highest offers two hundred twenty two ETH right now. Two hundred twenty two so, ETH. Yeah, about three hundred seventy thousand. I mean, he ain't for taking this that. Game, considering, uh, I mean, our target was a million dollars. I think that's uh, where we're at with this. Um, uh, the sewer pass, if you're looking up, is twenty one nine one five is the number for it. 
and there's a key just rotating, and that's the key that came out of Jimmy the Monkey's butthole. And so uh, his it, vault is insane too. Like if you look at all the tier fours he has, he has like number one, number two, five, sixteen, like fifty of these things all top like thirty. And yeah, so like even excluding the number one spot, printed money. He printed money. Yeah, there was multiple top one hundred places that sold for over twenty eighth last night when they finalized the scores. Wow. So is he uh, play to earn, dude? Play to earn. Play to earn. Yeah. NFT gaming. Has he sold any of these? No. Not yet. One is He's, listed for 56 ETH right now at number 56. Or the rank 56. Yeah. And then it, I think he has 70 on number 97. Or number 38. Yeah. I think he's going to set some of the highest sales. Like, he's got number 30 for 71 ETH. Like, number 12 for 80. It seems like there was some logic that went into where he listed these, to be completely honest. And I think he'll end up selling them. Yeah, some logic. Uh, and that logic being, I want to get rich real quick. Uh, and, uh, this approach is in a phenomenal way for me to do it. He can't dump um, these things fast enough. He's like, I, I put in the work for these, you know, but he can't, well, he's actually doing it pretty slow at the moment. Once he, once they start selling, I feel like, well, the, the market will start moving. He does have to lower it to a price. So he, he's essentially setting the market, uh, because what you can see is everything is priced downward from there. Um, and he's the top of the curve. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, when's the next? Uh, do we know what date the the next phase of this game starts? They're reopening the sewer on the twenty second. Twenty second of February. Sorry, I should have read that doc. Yeah. So there's going to be a companion for the Lick the Toad event where there'll actually be an additional reopening and a second leaderboard. So I actually sold my sewer pass last night on the run up. I got it at 2.2, sold at 2.9, and just bought a tier 2 with no score this morning for 2.4. So I think because they're reopening the sewer to re-add scores, these NAs will actually hold some form of value, especially because if you look, the floor is like paper thin on OpenSea and Blur going up to like 2.9. Um, and then there's even like a tier 3, I think, oh, it actually sold. There was a tier 3 listed at 2.7 with an NA score. So like I think that there's going to be a decent like opportunity to get in and out of these with a bunch of catalysts over the next like two weeks. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. I'm wondering like if the pass is it an opportunity just to get a higher score or is it like we now have two scores? It's like, two scores. One's a companion. One's the main uh, item. So you're getting a mech and then there's a companion to the mech for this PFP. So Dude, I'm thinking two NFPs. You kidding me? I'm going to get a little furry mech ball That's running around. With me. So I think like if you look at like, uh, like, Azuki's got the little bean character on its shoulder. It's going to be something like that. Like a little Ooh. baby robot sitting. Or if like you look at Oni Force, which has, is pumping right now, has this little demon that sits on the shoulder of some of them. So like, this I would be like a little baby Yoda. Like kind of like a mech Yoda. That just wallows around with you Ooh. on the other side. So, oh, you, so you think that this ties directly into other side? You think the mechs yeah, are other absolutely. side players? I feel like that kind of makes, makes sense strategically. You know what I mean? That they're... Because they also need, and this maybe makes sense why they're stretching the game out, right? Because they just literally, what they're trying to build is like Grand Theft Auto style complexity. It takes a lot of man hours and a lot of time. So they probably need another six months to like even get kind of a cool alpha closed experience. But I would think that's where we're headed towards. But even well, other dude is flying, bro. It's yeah. up 0.8 ETH over the last like 10 days. 
this turned out to be one of, there's been a couple of plays, you know, uh, earlier this week, and we're going to have another session of Easy's Pick'ems or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look at the respect for the new segment, Easy's Pick'ems or whatever it's called, that stupid I, I, segment. I like, I like the Pick'ems name. Uh Pick them by pick them by easy. Uh, we'll work on the name, okay? Okay. So buy, sell, or send it is what it's called. My apologies. That's that's a good name. Okay, so it's pretty good. Um, some of those projects that Easy picked. The the reason that I'm running into this is I'm checking. Out, I'm in different tabs right now, so that's that's what uh, went went down. But uh, some of the projects that Easy picked last time did actually run. Moonbirds is actually one of the biggest recipients right now of the run. Doodles went up and then pulled back some. Uh, the other one that we saw run was Pudgy Penguins. Uh, and so a lot of the stuff uh, that Easy was uh, calling for to occur has occurred. What's also interesting is in the face of rising ETH, which we've had over the past uh, 24 hours. In the face of it. In the face of it, a lot of these floors have stayed fairly strong. Uh, and so that's, uh, you can thank the combination of Blur's airdrop and uh, this rising ETH, I think, for sustaining this. I don't know how long we sustain this for, but uh, as Easy said as well, Other Deed has been uh, uh, just massively pumping. The floor is now up to 2.1 at the moment, uh, which is probably back where around when I said, I think I bought my, uh, I bought one of the plots of land somewhere around You're that. buying at three. No, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I bought it at three too, so I'm almost back to break even. Yeah, no, let's I bought ride. a rare at three. That was that that. So like, I I I spent uh, two point five ETH actually. I yeah, think you, you bought a three. Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember the shape of the NFT that you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah, you remember the exact color? Yep. <laughs> so I, here's how much it was, Po. You want to guess what the number was? Three. Two point one. Okay, so there you go, and that was a rare when it was sub two. That's how that was going. So I actually perfectly timed this. I have a rare right now. Uh, it's a big deal. That, that's at the floor. So crushed it once again. Shout out to Nifty Nick, crushing it with other deeds, with other side, and everything in between. Uh, which there's not a lot in between other side and other deeds. In case you were trying to figure that out, let's move on to the. Uh, well, we got Signal and Clemente with their hands raised. Signal, please take it away, and then we'll go to Clemente. Yeah, no, I was going to say, uh, as a move here, like ApeCoin on this rip hasn't, it, well, well, on all the other majors and alts, they've all ripped. ApeCoin is pretty, I mean, it's, it's moved, but it hasn't moved that much. Uh, and we know Legends of Marfa is coming up. So if all of this is all connected, uh, having a bag of ApeCoin right now just seems to be the next logical move. Um, and especially, I've I was really impressed with how Yuga implemented ApeCoin into Dookie Dash. Um, I, I, like, I think it's been the best use of a social token so far across all NFT collections. Um, and so I would be preparing for Legends of Marfa whenever that drops if we think this is all connected by, mm. by holding ApeCoin. Mm. I mean, I like the, the logic there. I mean, we should have known to buy other deed as soon as like this whole thing started uh, just because it's going to get tied in. Clemente, you have... Yeah, you got your hand raised. What's going on? Uh, uh, Nick, I have to say, is probably a producer's worst nightmare. He, <laughs> <laughs> I crafted this whole this whole segment. Look, my apologies, with, dude. With context, with polls, and all this stuff, and Nick throws that out the window. Um, so, guys, there is a poll up top. Um, I am curious. You can vote of whether or not you think this key 
to Jimmy the Monkey's butthole will sell for two point two. I can't click the tweet because right now it's sixty one percent. It says this tweet might include sensitive content. Because he said butthole. This is so ridiculous. Oh, God. Uh, well, we'll see what happens if people respond to the Jimmy the butthole tweet. Uh, I think that, um, look, I don't think it's going to sell for that price. That, that's, that's the conclusion that I have at this moment in time. But uh, thanks again, Clemente, for putting together the doc. I'll probably take a look at it starting in a couple weeks, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, in terms no, we're going to get on the program. But anyway, so go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Blur also had a run-up there to 1.1, although we've just seen uh, an immediate turnaround and capitulation. We're down at $0.98 cents, uh, off of uh, – it went as high as 1.2. Blur airdrop absolutely pumped. Um, yeah, so uh, what I'm wondering on stage what everybody's exposure is at this point in time uh, to the Blur airdrop. Are we still uh, buying – Completely out. Completely out. Yeah, I'm light. I, I sold, I put in a big swing trade at 60 cents, sold at 90-ish cents. I'm a 50% guy with tokens. Give me 50% in 12 hours. I'll put some ranch on that, call it a meal. Um, and then kept a little bit of my airdrop, which I'm still holding. Would have liked to sell it for 110, but I'll, I'll hold on to this for a little bit. But yeah, I think this, so, there, was, there was really good data out there in the public on Twitter with like market cap analysis. And someone literally had, like a sheet of blur prices in an Excel sheet and then like comparing it to like looks rares all time high, like X2, Y2's all time high, right? And I, I think that they've said like a dollar ten was looks rare or uh X2, Y2's all time high. And was, so like that's looks rare one two and X2, Y2 is like I think one oh eight or something like that. So like the way, yeah, so that area range made right there. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. So all right, well, we're selling it. We're going short on uh, Blur well, Nick, at the moment. I think the play is farming it, right? Because yeah, if uh, be Season 2 gives another 10%, my, I mean, and this is the powerful thing that Blur is doing, is now if you're trading NFTs, like why not go trade them on Blur after seeing the success and being like, you're basically getting, it's like a cash back program. Like if you go buy an NFT or if you go list an NFT for sale on Blur, you know, this next airdrop, you know, maybe you're getting a couple thousand bucks back in your pocket. You can do it so passively. Like, instead of buying the floor, just throw a bit out there. And if it hits, it hits. You get it slightly under the floor, but you also farm points for an NFT asset you wanted. And you get points for listing. So it makes, like, right now we're seeing blur volume for the entire month of February was higher than OpenSea. But, like, I do think this second airdrop, because the first one overwhelmed so many people... We now have the Blur bid wallet at all-time highs. So like, I think it's going to be far less to the individual that they actually get because so many people saw what happened with exactly. this that now it's like absurd, which is also propping up a lot of the market. So, so uh, Spencer had uh, texted us last night, and I got into like a mini debate, although it wasn't much of a debate. Uh, I just won. Uh, and uh, the what he was suggesting was that we switch our entire strategy to ensure that our NFT is compatible with blur because that's where all the liquidity is going to be. I appreciate the feedback. Um, and there's validity to that statement, but unfortunately, uh, launching an entire, uh, development cycle on, uh, on a dime, just because blur makes an announcement is something that we're just not going to do within our organization. But I appreciate the sort of like uh, perspective on it. And with the combination that blur is now saying that if you block OpenSea. You're going to get what, what's the, you, uh, they'll enforce royalties. They're just going back and forth. They're trying to just like kill OpenSea at this point in time. 
but here's the reality. They're, they're competing amongst, amongst uh, what I view as like a fairly small market. Um, it's not a tiny market. I mean, there's billions of dollars being traded, so it's kind of ridiculous to call it that. But in terms of quantity of people um, that are trading, it's such a niche market at this moment in time of people that are like actively trading. And, and uh, we're focusing on like the bigger picture, which is like, who are the people that are being onboarded for free? For example, today's sponsor Cyber Stadium would be one example of someone saying, hey, yeah, that's the approach that we agree with as well. I think a lot of us are aligned as it, uh, as it uh, stands, you know, for the future of NFTs that that comes via free for the most part. There's going to be free pre- there's premium NFTs. Don't get me wrong, that, but that's a sub-segment of the market basically. Yeah, free NFTs like in Cyber Stadium. It's a 100% on-chain game. That's today's sponsor built by the Crypto Raiders team. Kix is the CEO. So stick around. We're going to be doing a deep dive at the end of the show. uh, And we're doing our allow list giveaway as we talked about already. Cyber Stadium, the one versus one auto battler. It's a game that most NFT maxis will want to play. Uh, so moving on to the next section, I guess we're, we're closing in. We got some other audience responses as well. So Jason, in response to the daily question of who onboarded you to NFTs, uh, said that his onboarder isn't even on Twitter, but it was an 18-year-old from Turkey in a Discord that taught me how to use Med- MetaMask and bridge to polygons. We learned how to bridge pretty early. I didn't learn that till later. Real Blinky Nagiri, we met him at an event in New York City. Really nice guy. Guy said he got onboarded through a Coinbase article that he wishes that he had never read. He wishes that he never saw that uh, article and never got onboarded to this bullshit NFT space. I feel you, real blinking Nagiri. It's ruining my life too. Uh, Tammy Hammer said that uh, her girl Crypto and Coffee at Crypto and Coffee onboarded. Love to hear it. And last but not least, uh, Infinity said the person that onboarded him died. Jeez. Infinity. Oh my goodness. That's pretty intense. Um, Maybe they jumped after they lost, uh, made a bad trade on board apes. They missed it. And they were just like, they couldn't stand the, the, the frustration, the FOMO, um, just the pain, the regret. So yeah, I mean, it's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to be. Look, we got buy, sell or send it to zero with easy coming up right now. Are you excited for this segment, Nick? That starts right now? Jeez. Well, All right. We're three minutes early. Uh, well, I know that you, you, you're, it's hard for you to adapt, Nick, but you know, three minutes is not that much. I'll tell you what, Pio. My favorite thing in NFTs is when you don't have to use your own brain, you can just leverage someone else's brain. And I feel like that's what this segment is all about. You get one of the most goaded traders out there just giving you it real, just up, down. doesn't get simpler than that. We're not asking them for is, you know, five page thesis on a project easy. Is it going up or is it going down? And he's, and he's sticking it straight in your eardrum. And the way that he's going to be delivering that is via his mouth. So let's uh, dive into it, I guess, Pia. This is an addition. Nod or shake my head for this segment. Okay, no, let's not do that. Absolutely not. Uh, we have an, so, ladies and gentlemen, we have an addition of our new segment, second episode or second uh, edition of this segment, which is buy, sell, or send it to zero with our very own Easy Eats Bodega, a day trader extraordinaire. Uh, we are going to name five NFT collections and their current floor price. And Easy is going to share whether or not he buys here, sells here, or sends it to zero. Okay, uh, and if if he's a buyer or or if he's a seller, he's going to give us his price targets if he has them. Okay, so 
give it a one month time horizon, but regardless, you know, you got to buy it today. You got to sell it today or you got to send it to zero today. Anyway, the five collections, first collection, Moonbird Oddities at 1.13 ETH. I'm selling it here. <laughs> really? He's going to yeah, sell everything here, basically. Literally. Yeah, to- <laughs> like that's a, the current sentiment is like there's a liquidity flush right now. I am taking profit across the board. Why are Moonbirds pumping right now? I saw multiple large whales on the timeline selling aggressively last night, and we thought for trending. So I think right now you're just seeing a liquidity inflow. And once this liquidity stalls, these projects that don't have major catalysts are going to flush even harder because people are going to get trapped into the actual underlying NFT. There hasn't been a catalyst for oddities. So the speculation is just people who got one and a half ETH, two ETH, want exposure to that ecosystem just because they want exposure, in my opinion. Okay. Well, there you, there you have it. He's selling Moonbird Oddities. Oh, second collection. This one's cool, easy. <laughs> cool Cats at three ETH. They ran. They ran to three ETH. Wow. Yeah, Nick, what would you do in this situation? <laughs> uh, I need a, a, a button. Sell, sell, sell. From, uh, from uh, what's his name? Mad Money? Jim Cramer? Mad Money, the, the, the Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, although if, I, if I'm being Jim Cramer, then we should take the counter position and buy the shit out of it. But, uh, I would also be selling Cool Cats here. Uh, once again, no major catalyst. That's my concern with it. It has pumped, but like, what hasn't pumped? If your project hasn't pumped in this, then there's something wrong. Like Oni Force went up from 0.5 to 2 ETH. You know what's interesting with the uh, Cool Cat situation there is like I borderline would say send it to zero just to uh, infuriate people. But look, like they do have capital. They are trying to well, build the business. Zero. But the, I, I didn't like the founders leave or something like that. And uh, I, I don't remember the, the whole situation. Uh, you're muted, Kicks. Um, they hired a, a CEO that like I don't think has much like experience in web three or like nfts so i think mm-hmm. like there may have been a little bit of like a alignment issue with like but this you know, project their strategy. could easily turn it around you have the milk token you have a working game you have these eggs there's like ways that they could figure out excitement mm-hmm. but they just don't have it right now so like if, i'd be selling this run up to three with with an aggressive fashion like i'm talking anything, the best move they could make the floor list the best move they could make is an uh, is to get acquired and then let the yeah. rumors of the acquisition kind of drag out over two or three months and they'd get to like 60. How much do you think that would cost? Uh, could, could we buy them? I don't know. You know, sometimes the low ball works, right? I'll give you, fi- I'll give you 50,000. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You buy like eight of the NFTs at that number um, or maybe 15. Anyway. Uh, all right. So Easy is also selling cool cats. Oh, wow. This one is going to be a nice, this is all going to be a fan favorite right here, ladies and gentlemen. Genuine Undead at Send point zero. 30. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you finish that. Send it to zero. Like it was a free mint. We've had Cryptopolis pull up and let us know. Yeah, it's a doctor who uh, just launched some dope pixel art, and now the community runs it. We've never seen this this play out beautifully ever. It was 1.5 ETH, 15 It got that high? Dude, this thing pumped. Like, absolutely it, cooked. It's at 0.3899 right now, which is actually surprisingly high. There's still uh, a community, which yeah. they're going to attack me, but I think give it six months. This project's complete trash. It's never going anywhere because they're not rolling anything out in the near future. Everyone in it is also a loser for keeping it as their profile picture. I'm just going to be honest. 
All right, look, Nick, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the show, Nick likes to infuriate people. Theo uh, needs to apologize for me, apparently. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just be, I'm just calling it like it is. If you're making this your profile picture, you might as well just sell it right now. I'm telling you, shift it to something else. Maybe pick up a portal while you're at it because the, you're, you know, we're inevitably launching a PFP that you're going to get with it. So you're able to buy a PFP for less than you're currently able to buy genuine and undead. I'm offended, frankly, at this point. I'm offended. Oh, is genuine and dead better than our NFT project? This is bullshit. Okay? I'm showing up every day. I'm coming on this show. We're trying to build a business. We're hiring other other people on the uh, like to to help us. We got Clemente here writing a document that I'm unwilling to read. We have all sorts of things <laughs> progressing within this organization. We're made, we're building momentum and we're at, like out there building and we're worth less than genuine undead. This is just offensive. So, look, genuine undead family, I want to just apologize for the words that I said, but you have a chance to rectify yourself, to re redeem yourself from the miserable mistake that you've made of holding on to that project. It's going to zero. No one's doing anything with that project. It's just art. It's literally just art. There's nothing coming in the future. So why don't you sell it, take some of the profits, buy your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, lover, a, a, a nice steak dinner and grab a portal and then you get another PFP. And let me tell you the art that I've been looking at for, uh, for the uh, portal PFP is coming together. Okay. And, uh, and it's going to be historical. Yes. Okay. Because day. everyone on genuine and dead calls it historical only because a day in history was when they dropped it. So uh, ours is going to be historical as well. Anyways, let's go on to the next uh, project, but uh, shout out to all the genuine undead people. Ladies and gentlemen, back to the segment. Uh, and just to recap, in case you missed it, Easy's call was to send genuine undead to zero out of the buy, sell, or send it to zero options. Fourth option, second to last one here, captains by meme land, you know, nine gag at 3.95 ETH, high floor price here on captains. I'm a buyer. Oh! Yeah, I like the meme land play. They're teasing the art. It looks pretty good, to be honest. Uh, and they have what does a meme it go to? What'd you say? What does it go to if it, you're buying it at four? Five. five. I like, I'm talking a one ETH swing here, like four, nine, six to like five, one area. I think five is like a huge mental number in the space. But they, they keep talking about a meme token, which like anytime there's free money involved or tokenomics, people get hyped. I think you do see an, at least an ETH run up. You have to remember that at one point, it would cost you like, six to seven ETH just to mint the captains with the potato cost. So like that alone makes me feel like they can continue to get run up here. And the thing is like, because Digi went crazy, people kind of forgot about meme land. Like meme land was all the rage up until this free NFT kickoff. And then it kind of stalled. But I think that there's still a lot of opportunity for it because like it's nine gag. Like that's a huge viral social media entity. And if you had bought a bunch of potatoes in the first week of that drop, it was like a monster trade, right? Yeah. 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 Like, absolutely. You would have made five figures easily if you just bought a handful. Like, yeah. There was a bunch of opportunity with it. But, like, the fact is the 9Gag CEO keeps teasing a meme token. So, like, I feel like that's a no-brainer. This is one of my greatest life mistakes, I'm going to be honest, was not loading up on potatoes. And a lot of people, you know, when I meet my, my, uh, my mom, at, you know, and family, you sometimes have a conversation and you sort of ref reflect on life. 
And sometimes we reflect on the mistakes that were made. It's not a good idea to do. I, I, don't, I don't think that that's a good thing. But we were having a conversation one day and we were saying, what was you know, some of the biggest issues that you faced in recent years? And uh, it wasn't about like the implosion of a relationship that I had. It was really more about the fact that I missed out on buying pictures of potatoes where I, I had a picture of sort of a rainbow shooting out of the butt of the potato okay. because right. the, butt, the, the potato had a, had a butt. Anyways, real quick, uh, uh, before we jump on to the next project, P.O., if you were going to guess, and this is going to be crazy, I'm actually shocked right now. How many people bought a portal after I just trashed uh, uh, the, the genuine undead? How many are you going to guess? Everybody? Anybody? Seven. Five. Wait, sorry. How many did you pick, Pia? One. Easy. Five. Kicks. Seven. Signal. Two. Zero. No one bought it. So that was a bad sales pitch. I'm going to be honest. It was not a good one. Attacking other people, we've learned from it here, not effective at driving sales. So good experiment. Great lesson learned. Shout out to the genuine undead. Y'all still stuck. Yeah, what's the next project? The last uh, collection, ladies and gentlemen, in this segment, buy, sell, or send it to zero with trader extraordinaire Easy Eats Bodega is duplicator. The lowest entry point besides the close in the Doodles ecosystem. This is at 0.29 ETH. I believe, Easy, that those ones at 0.29 ETH have already been used and they're in their refresh period. Am I correct about that? It's going to zero. Wow. Yeah. Not sell. No. I think it just literally continues to trend lower because they can be reused. So, like, you reach a point where, like, what is the emphasis of buying more of these? If I just have to wait to reuse them, like that's how I look at it. And for me, I'm just like, with this, it's on a separate blockchain. So you're using an ETH NFT to get an asset on flow that can be continually re- reused. So like you're going to get to a certain point where someone who's actually a whale only uses so many and they recharge. So it's just a continuous loop. Like I wish they were deflationary. I wish they had, you had to burn it. And I think that these would cook. But the fact that it's reusable basically creates infinite supply of the actual wearables. Uh, this is a bold call, Easy, to say send it to zero. You just offended an entire community. And I, I would never say anything to offend an entire community. Harry Gordman says, if Nick sees this and says something, I'll buy one. Buy a portal, Harry. Help, help, help me out. Let's get that number over zero, okay? <laughs> and uh, Chris Ridholm says, not sure if Nick is even funny. <laughs> I... I'm going to be honest. I've been wondering that myself. <laughs> but I keep trying and I keep showing up every day. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that was your segment. Buy, sell, or send it to zero with Easy Eats Bodega, one of our fav- favorite new segments on the show. Absolutely fantastic work Whoa. there, Easy. Uh, Nick, yeah, please lead us through the VFriends announcement. This is interesting. I didn't see this coming. VFriends. Uh, teased Burn Island and will now become deflationary as the floor price... V-Friends 2 specifically. For V-Friends 2? Just V-Friends 2 specifically. But Nick, you got to remember, never forget, Gary's a best-selling author because of deflationary book games. Uh, I completely get that. I still own my book game, uh, technically. How much is that worth? Zero now? Zero. Yeah, so missed the opportunities. The the floor knows about 0.12, 0.14. Oh, really? They've they've been selling off this announcement. Um, I think, obviously, like, 
the ecosystem now must be what there's like a hundred thousand book tokens, fifty five on B on B friends two, so it's one hundred fifty five plus ten on B friends one, so that's like one hundred sixty five thousand tokens. Don't think I've forgotten anything else, but yeah, the, the the amount of supply needs to come down. But I wouldn't I wouldn't underestimate how strong that community is, and in terms of how hard some of those numbers might move, even if everybody else thinks like. It's not relevant. So were we supposed so, to get a, a Snoop Dogg collab from well, the VCon tickets that we just never got? So, uh, well, I, I, I don't know about that one. I thought they were just going to update the metadata. Uh, but here's the details on this. During the events, holders of VFriend Series 2 will be able to burn their NFTs in exchange for various rewards. Uh, this will range from NFT swap options, physical prizes, raffles, exclusive access to IRL events, etc. That sounds familiar, Pio. Series 2 has a 0.3 ETH floor at a 55k supply. I feel like I spent like 3 ETH on the on my rare V friends 2. That was dumb. So, uh, I'm hoping that the spectacular that I have is actually going to perform well as a result of this. Um, but that's pretty exciting. Uh, I wonder if it'll also uh, can be used maybe the burns, I wouldn't be surprised if they could be used for conference tickets. Uh, in the uh, Vcon I want to go back. Like I, I, I want. We should like buy our tickets with uh, to to fly there. Just get some uh, cheap tickets. That was one of the best events, hands down, uh, that we went to last year. Um, I, I don't know if they'll hook us up with the ticket or not. That's actually a bigger question. Gary, I know you're listening, dude. He listens to everything that I produce. Uh, Gary V is always listening, and he's trying to steal from me and take the innovation and content that we're we're uh, delivering. So. If you could help us out and uh, get us as a participant again in the conference, that would be incredible. Question uh, from Clemente says, will we see more projects build deflationary mechanics to reduce supply? I feel like the answer to that is inherently just yes, yes, and yes. Is there, that said, there are projects that keep just dropping more NFTs. And the I name of the game. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Does anyone think that... Uh, uh, that's that's going to uh, change. And what do we think of this uh, V Friends move? It, like it, it the, we haven't heard any announcements coming out of V Friends recently, right? Like th this is the first this is one the in, in a while. Easy. What do you think? V Friends, Burn Island. Yeah, someone actually DM me. You can actually burn more than just VF two. It's basically everything in the ecosystem. You can just light it on fire, and you get some form of reward. Which, like, with uh, over a hundred k supply, you add in VCon tickets and. There's a lot of things like that. Now I think you're a little bit closer to 200,000 supply for me. I'm like, this is probably the best course of action for them. Cause now you have a catalyst deflationary mechanic and you give back. If people just light these things on fire to lower the supply for you, which is like to them a much lower cost basis. I, I like the move personally. You know, I'm going to let someone on stage PO. I know you're uh, you, you may, you may uh, throw a flag here, but uh, we got Jeremy knows uh, and you know what he knows? He knows V friends. Literally, his entire brand is around V friends, which to me, I've always found fascinating from uh, Gary V's ecosystem. Jeremy, what is your take on this? And do you think that uh, this is uh, bullish news? Does it make you more excited about what's going on in V friends land? Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, short answer, absolutely, yes. Um, community is pretty excited to see book games come back alive. And it's giving, it's I actually wanted to clarify, it's not just series two. Gary opened the door for all 
vfriends nfts to be burned so we're talking mini drops iconics book games you know vcon tickets probably this year's vcon tickets the only thing that's not immediately on the burn table is the original series one so my favorite part of this is the fact that they rolled this out through animation and storytelling i think everybody knows that narrative drives the market and these ip based projects need to have stories that people care about so the fact that this is like the first presentation of, a, of a, like a, a part of the befriends universe that we can actually feel grounded in and there's interactive storytelling that happens there i think that's very bullish well uh i mean you're definitely a holder of uh, vfriends i'm assuming but and and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not an unbiased voice. The the day that V Friends was announced, I started making content to try to get one of these scholarship tokens, and I've just continued on ever since. What are um, What are your feelings? Yeah, I appreciate you bringing me up. Yeah, you you said uh, to revive book games. So what you're saying is book games was dead, like literally, like they let the project just completely die. Is that kind of what you were saying and feeling? No, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it that way. You have to understand that Book Games launched almost exactly a year ago, January 10th, and there were four burn events in the first year. Um but the last one that we saw was end of April uh, end of April going into Vcon for the series two new characters. So there was a 7-month period where they were developing this tech where there was no activation. So you would see like three to 10 sales a day, some days with no sales at all, and a lot of attention moving elsewhere. Um, so by no means, you know, Gary's tagline for book games is book games are played forever. So nothing in V Friends ever truly dies. What is dead may never die. Well, there we go. We have a, uh, we have some, what is dead may never die. I, I just don't even know about that saying, but appreciate Was you. Was already then? I, I, yeah. We're, we're gonna well it was revived like it was sort of like it's for a, some for some a reference people, to jesus people, obviously was, you know like the, you have to understand book games is also on layer two so it's like it's it's out of sight out of mind so um, uh, i did want i did want to mention to you just so you're aware if you're a vcon ticket holder that the snoop dog collab is happening but it got delayed because snoop has been producing an album with dr dre and so Gary V did not make Snoop's priority list after that. What is um, Eminem, uh, an unknown artist, going to make a surprise presence on that uh, on that I'm album as the, well? I'm making the detox. <laughs> yeah, I have to give him a call and see if M's going to make an appearance. But um, the Snoop Dogg collab is happening. I think we're still waiting on an official timeline. So it, uh, I appreciate you coming on, Jeremy. Thanks for the insight on V Friends. Likewise. Uh, quick uh, question here for Clemente and. I see the segment for uh, what to watch with uh, Signal, but it, have we actually organized that, or is that for a future? That will not be no, not, okay, not cool. for today. And and by the way, for for clarity, Nick, I I pinned your your V Friend series two that you did purchase for four ETH wow. up top for anyone that wants to see it. It's a one of one spectacular. It's a, <laughs> a seahorse uh, for anyone that wants to. Check it's that pinned out. right to the top. Well, if you're interested in buying that for uh, more than I paid for it, holler at me. May even sell it at a discount. To be completely honest, I like it though. It looks cool. Um, in turn, and I and I don't own any other uh, V friends, so I figured what the reality is is I could have just waited and then bought an actual V friend would have been the uh, alternative option. Uh, the thing I was going to say, there's another one other uh, story today, which uh, was the donation of historical NFTs to the traditional arts scene yesterday and. This is a subject we were discussing in a different way, uh, P.O. and I, yesterday. Um, 
about what art we're going to be donating because we have become massive art collectors. You know, we are world-renowned art collectors at this point in time. Many may not know that, uh, but I've been using Level Frames, uh, not a sponsor of this show, to print large pictures on my wall. Um, Is that a good use of funds? By funds, I mean my personal money. I don't know, Uh, but we'll see. Um, in terms of donation of historical NFTs to the traditional art scene, yesterday Snowfro announced that the last chromy squiggle minted will be donated by Snowfro to the LACMA Museum. LA, uh, what, what's the something Los modern Angeles art city? Los Angeles, silly. No, I think it's Los Angeles City Modern Art. No, County. you're. County, LA County uh, Modern. Modern Art Museum. Then I want to be like, ma'am, I don't know. Anyways, clearly we're in the know. Uh, we're big fans of LACMA. LA County Museum of Art. There you go. There you go. As Signal pointed out Tuesday, this follows Cosmo Medici's donation of 22 works from his collection, including a zombie CryptoPunk. Also last week, Larva and Yuga Labs donated an autoglyph and a CryptoPunk to a French art museum, progressing it in its, uh, quote, punk's legacy project that started in December. I feel like in the process of that, Noah... Uh, from uh, Larva Labs also said, or Yuga Labs now technically, said that uh, uh, if, if you own that those Bitcoin punks, you don't own a punk, uh, good luck with that. That was one thing uh, he said as this announcement was dropping. But it seems that slowly but surely, NFTs are beginning to trend upwards in the traditional art world. Um, well, when museums are receiving a bunch of stuff that's actually objectively worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and they could just click a button and sell it, you know, you'd be surprised. All of a sudden they'll say, you know, these NFTs are really a thing. You know, they'll, they'll never buy them. <laughs> but if you dump them into their wallet and uh, say, take this $500,000 donation, all of a sudden NFTs start to get really important. It's, it's fascinating how that stuff works. I think it's more like interesting what how how like the traditional media are reporting it though because Forbes um, recently had an article that says basically you couldn't give NFTs away for free after uh, uh, Rafik Anadol had an exhibition and it was literally like at the same like within a couple of days of that you had Cosmos donation as well where like in their press release they were just like artists have been you know doing digital art in different ways for. Uh, for like decades and this is a this is a trend and a direction that we want to go and it's just really interesting the way like the museums look at it versus how it's reported in the press and if if the public is taking their opinion from what the press is saying it's really quite difficult to sort of change the public perception of 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 digital art but i think as you see more and more uh, traditional institutions essentially be on the same bandwagon eventually Um, mainstream press will change as well but I think this is incredibly bullish for um, just digital art in general in terms of the direction is going seeing these traditional museums actually take on these permanent collections Um, I mean I'm definitely going to go and see these exhibitions and I'm going to take friends as well who just do not understand what the hell is going in and like in 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 on this world because the two biggest verticals I see is, is onboarding is gaming and art. And if you're not a gamer, you might not really want to go down that avenue. But art, I feel, is something that everyone can enjoy. So um, I think this is extremely bullish. And it's also accelerating at a much faster pace than anticipated. So, so you're saying you're going to fly to L.A. with your friends and you're going to pay for their flights to L.A. so you can show them the relevance of NFTs. 
That's a pretty, pretty boss move well, right there. Nick, I'm just going to say, if you're my friend, life is good. That's all I'm going to say, okay? Now, Damn. One, wow. day, one day you might find out about that, but yeah. <laughs> not no, yet, no. buddy. Not yet. I'm not, I, I, I haven't even like qualified as a friend yet, which is, uh, it's tough, but you know, one day I'm going to get there. Um, well, the, the other thing I was going to say uh, outside of this is, uh, as this show wraps, uh, well, we have to, we got to dive into Cyber Stadium with kicks. Yeah. And, and we're doing the, the short segment before the music and then the long segment. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I was going to uh, just mention is that uh, Cyber Stadium, well, we'll talk with kicks, but also stick around after the outro. We're going to have a deeper conversation about the future of free NFT gaming and also Cyber Stadium and more details on the allow list uh, if you stick around. Uh, after the music, but uh, should we dive into that conversation real quick? And then, uh, and then after the show, do stick around. We're going to switch this over to uh, a Cyber Stadium and a massive uh, allow list giveaway. Absolutely. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the show is sponsored by Cyber Stadium, which is the latest project by the Crypto Raiders team. Crypto Raiders CEO is our very own Kicks co-founder of the Nifty. So we're absolutely pumped to have uh, Kix sponsoring today's show. So Kix, wh what's the story here? How did this come about? What's the deal? What's Cyber Stadium? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, we've been building Crypto Raiders since, uh, you know, early 2021. So we've, you know, been in the space building NFT games for, uh, you know, almost two years now. It's been an absolute blast. We were lucky enough to uh, get some great strategic partners uh, like like Polygon and others that, uh, allows us to to build games, you know, for the for the next three years, and and you know, figure out and experiment with with different things like Cyber Stadium. So, Cyber Stadium is an idea that we we came up with um, in October or November of last year, and and the real the real idea behind it is that we we wanted to experiment with like building a game that could you know potentially last forever on the blockchain and. And actually have like loops and flows that would make it um, sustainable. So uh, the, the idea behind Cyber Stadium, and, and it was it was heavily inspired by um, Wolf Game, which a lot of people really fell in love with back in late 2021. Um, and if you think about Wolf Game, it was a, it was a very simple game in a sense, right? Like you had it was kind of like a cowboy and Indian game or a cops and robbers kind of game. But uh, it was all on chain, and it really got people excited because even though it was simple, there's lots of like theory crafting and in different ways to play the game. Um, and so the premise behind Cyber Stadium is that it's it's a you're you're in a dystopian futuristic uh, Los Angeles, and you know there's tons of wealth and prosperity, but there's also lots and lots um, of poverty. And so for most people that aren't rich their one way to make it in this modern world is to compete in the cyber stadium and uh, competing in the cyber stadium has huge rewards, but it also has the risk of uh, death. It's almost like a futuristic gladiator battle, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, Nick, the, the death uh, situation, is that similar to the thing that we saw with Nate Alex with uh, what he chain had faces. with yeah, chain yeah, faces? Another, yeah, another, another great example. So, um, how, how Cyber Stadium works is it's, it's what we're calling a closed loop project. And what that means is 100% of the primary sales, 100% of secondary royalties, and 100% of all new mints into the game goes into the Cyber Stadium rewards pool. So it's a, it's a really 
interesting premise where can you make an on-chain game uh, last forever or, or create really interesting dynamics, even if it doesn't last forever, if instead of a team taking, you know, 50% of the money, right, or even just 25% of the money, if 100% of the money flows through the game as rewards, you know, what, what can happen and what are the possibilities for it? So it's a relatively simple game. So how it works is when you buy a Cyber Stadium character, by default, you sit in the training grounds. And in the training grounds, once a day, you're going to fight another player that's in the training grounds. Um, so if there's 5,000 total players, you're going you're gonna to fight against one of those other 5,000 players. It's all on chain, randomized using chain link. Um, if you win that daily battle, you're going to get a premium loot box. If you lose that daily battle, you're going to get a standard loot box. And basically what you're doing is you're gearing up your character. There's like five different slots. There's helmets, there's primary weapons, secondary weapons, chess pieces. But you're not having to actually fight these battles. It's like Wolf Game. You're not actually having to choose your gear options. It auto-equips uh, gear improvements for you. And you can just sit in that mode and, and chill and just gear up. Then what you can do is you can stake to the Cyber Stadium. And when you stake to Cyber Stadium, now what you're doing is you're fighting over the daily rewards. It's still randomized who you're going up against, um, but the winner is going to win a percentage of the daily rewards and stay in the Cyber Stadium. The loser also gets a percentage of the daily rewards, but their character dies and their NFT is burnt off. So that's the gladiator battle where you're fighting, you either win or you lose, but either way, you're getting a percentage of the Cyber Stadium rewards. So um, we're trying, we're, we're definitely going to launch the game with at least 5,000 NFTs. We're trying to push the on-chain technology to get to 10,000 NFTs. If we have 10,000 NFTs, assuming zero secondary rewards, there's going to be a million dollars in the prize pool. And every day, $10,000 is going to come out in rewards. So people are going to be fighting over those um, fighting over those rewards. And it creates a really interesting effect because there's only going to be one person in Cyber Stadium that knows they're going to win because they have the best gear, right? Uh, but for a lot of people, it's going to be more like, okay, I'm going into Cyber Stadium. I have an 80% chance of winning, but if I'm unlucky and I go up against the best geared person, I'm going to die, right? And it creates this, it creates this effect where um, people that don't have great gear, they can just be patient and sit in training grounds because the people that do have great gear and go into the cyber stadium, they have a chance of dying. And you kind of recycle out all of, this, uh, all of these really highly geared people, and it creates this kind of you know, cyclical um, permadeath effect and deflationary effect. How does the recycle happen though? That's the thing that I, that I was wondering about because you said, how do you get the game going in perpetuity essentially? And so if you're killing off those uh, players, that, that's the one thing I'm wondering about is like, how, do, how does it come back? So after uh, the cyber stadium battles uh, end, uh, anybody who died can mint back into the game. So they can, they can buy a new character back into the game. And that character is going to get some loot boxes so that they can kind of catch up to everyone else. They're not going to get 100% of the loot boxes everyone else has, but they may get 80%. So it's deflationary, but then also people can buy back into the game. But it's not inflationary. So if we mint 10,000 NFTs, there will only ever be a max of 10,000 NFTs. But if someone dies, they can mint a new character back into the game. If they choose not to, then that just opens up to a public mint and anyone can mint in the game. That money goes back into the prize pool, right? 
And then when you consider the secondary volume, right? So let's say someone gets a legendary weapon. If you're one of the first people to get a legendary weapon, you may have almost a guaranteed chance to go in and earn a percentage of the $10,000 a day in daily rewards, right? So someone may want to go buy that on secondary for one ETH, right? Well, if our royalty is 5%, now we've added you know, 0.05 ETH into the prize pool, right? So there's this real potential positive flywheel where the prize pool continues to increase um, over time and people that minted their, you know, expected value of their character starts to go up as well. So last question here, and then uh, we'll wrap and then we'll continue on to the conversation about gaming and uh, Cyber Stadium and allow list details uh, right after this uh, show ends, but you can stick around and it'll, uh, we're keeping this room open on Twitter. Um, so the question I was going to have is, so does a hundred percent of those new mints essentially go to, uh, go to the prize pool as well? Yes. Yes. So the prize pool is continuing to, uh, replenish itself. Um, and even if, even if the game goes for six months and eventually people get bored of it, and um, not everybody's minting into the game, so the supply is actually becoming deflationary. If you do the math, the relative people left, since there's people dying every day in the mm, arena, the, the prize pool, yes, the, the pot goes up. Your percentage of the pot goes up. So I've, I've, ran, I've done the like, math modeling for a couple of months on this to basically make it a game that if you buy into it, no, like if you get bad rolls on your gear, if you're unlucky, you, you may not make any money, but your expected value as a player is always at least break even because the team's taking $0 out of the pot. And if the game gets a lot of excitement around it and people are trading on secondary and people are minting in, uh, there's some really interesting things that can start happening with the prize pool uh, going up. I, I, I like this approach. I have so many other questions. We're going to uh, continue with that conversation just in a minute, uh, but we're going to wrap uh, this episode up. Uh, thank you again for uh, everybody who's joining. Stick around. Uh, this this is not. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Um, we're going to play I'm out. Excited, for- Nick, to to talk to you a little bit about the AI art that we're doing as well with this game because I think for a lot of small projects out there, if they're able to leverage all of this, you know, technology that's coming out with AI art, we're hoping that this is like a use case uh, where small teams of two and three can create these really interesting on-chain games. Uh, like, you know, an Oregon Trail or something like this, right? Mm-hmm. But but buying a, being able to leverage AI art and things like chat GPT to like automate, you know, conversations that happen in the game. We're hoping that this shows that, you know, a lot of people out there, you can be a team of two or three and build a really cool, exciting on-chain game using AI art and some of these models that we're working with. Well, uh, appreciate you uh, walking us through this. Also, the massive allow list that we're giving away here with a thousand allow list spots, we're excited about as well because uh, Kix, uh, who's also technically a co-founder in our business, in case you're trying to figure out how the Not money technically, flows, technically, literally, uh, th- uh, th- this is technically and literally. I use the synonyms, but uh, the way that we generate revenue here is what we do is we set up two businesses. Kix runs his business, we set our business. We have him give us money. And then we're going to figure out a way to give that money back and we both can uh, have revenue just going up. And that's, that's how we uh, profit here. Uh, thanks for everybody for joining.